Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Digitalization Tech Talks, the podcast series where we talk about digital technologies. My name is Jonas Narinder, and as usual, I'll be your host on today's show along with my esteemed colleague, Don Mack. I hope you're all having a great summer and enjoying the outdoors because I surely know that I am. So today's topic is an expansion of the discussions we had in episodes four and eight. In both of those, we talked about how to start with digital transformation, how to identify projects featuring digital technologies to make sure you get the most bang for the buck and the quickest return on your investment. We also covered a well-established framework that anyone can use in their company to take the first step of any transformation journey. Today, however, it's going to be a little bit different. We'll be taking it one step further by looking at how a company was able to leverage this framework to create a strong and highly relevant digital strategy, which was really focused around projects with high impact for the entire organization, as opposed to just a single or maybe two or three departments. We'll also discuss some of the benefits of defining a digital strategy in the first place. Now, I'm pretty familiar with the topic because I was on the two first episodes. So I'm going to add a bit more commentary than I normally would, but I hope that's okay, Don. Sure, that's great, Jonas. Uh, yeah, I had a similar type of situation last time where I was one of the one of the co-guests. It will be interesting to learn about the the application you mentioned with the company. I think it's always good to get a real practical example and uh, learn about that as well as how they define their digital strategy, which is really an important first step. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to hear that we're on the on the same page, Don. Uh, that's awesome. So let's move on to talk about our guest, Alex Falskaff. He is a digital transformation consultant with Siemens, and he's spearheaded and been involved in numerous consulting projects that are focused on helping companies kickstart their digital transformation journey. We are very excited to have you with us today, Alex. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Jonas. Thanks for having me in this episode. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, actually, I hope to give our audience today some really good insights in how to deal with some of the digital transformation projects. Very cool. So uh, let's start with the basics first. Can you please, Alex, provide a brief explanation of digital transformation and what that is? Since it is a very commonly ter uh, used term these days, there are so many different definitions that we hear out there. So please share your take on it with us. Sure, Jonas. So uh, there are actually many official explanations of this term. In fact, for me, it means to use digital technologies to transform your company's business. And that actually includes new business models. But it also means leveraging new technology to the advancement of your company to be more competitive in the future. And most importantly, I think digital transformation has different meanings for different companies. So it's vital to define that in the beginning of an engagement with a client. Um, Alex, it, it seems that a lot of companies are starting to go down a path towards becoming a digital enterprise. And what happens is they tend to get stalled and sometimes even abandon it altogether. Why are some companies still struggling with their digital transformation? That's a great question, Don. And I think there are a number or multiple reasons for that. Uh, first, I mean, I don't know where to start, and that actually would be the one reason I would mention for the customers as well, because they also don't know where to start sometimes, because the digital transformation topic can just be overwhelming. Second, I would I would say uh, some of the companies, they don't have a digital strategy, or it doesn't really tie into their business strategy. So that's another hurdle they, they need to overcome. 
Also, a lot of companies, they don't know which of the new technology that is out there fits them and which not. And it's also the case that we see new technologies coming out literally every day. Another very important thing from my point of view is some companies start with some proof of concepts or pilots here and there. And then when they don't see like the big progress on digital transformation, they also abandon it. Many companies, they are not able to define which are the most impactful projects for the next years for themselves. And if they don't know, how should they start, right? Also, when we talk about digital transformation or digitalization, there are a lot of different vendors out there and they all talk about digitalization, right? And so for companies, it's really not so easy to have a clear overview of all these solutions. When it comes to digital transformation, we don't do it because it's fun to do it. Sometimes it is, I know. But of course, you want to know what the return of investment for some of the digital transformation projects would be. And if they don't know, they would probably not invest there. So at this point, I want to give you some insights into a couple of studies or reports I've, I found on the topic of digital transformation. The 2021 US State of Manufacturing ebook actually found in a, in a recent study that 95% of senior decision makers in 2021, so last year, said that digital transformation in manufacturing is essential to their company's future success. That's a very bold statement, right? On the other hand, Deloitte was finding out that organizations are projected to spend nearly $2 trillion of digital transformation in 2022. That's this year, and it's $2 trillion. That's a lot of money. So when we look at the other side about how that actually transforms into business success, there's another study from Tech Republic, which says only 35% of digital transformation projects in 2021 actually succeeded. So that's a massive gap. Yeah, that's that's really a, a very large gap, as you mentioned, Alex. And I think this is exactly where a strategic framework comes in that's focused on digital transformation, you know, that can help companies uh, avoid that. Um, before we continue, um, uh, I want to just briefly recap what the framework consists of uh, that we also talked about in episodes four and eight, um, because there's four steps to this framework, and I'm just gonna briefly go through them, because first you identify the digital transformation scope. This is where your company is, this is where you look at where your company is when it comes to digitalization and how it can potentially improve the current and future situation. Some of the topics that you would typically assess include what's your digitalization goals, why are we pursuing digitalization, and what are the business drivers and motivations behind initiating a digital transformation journey. In step two, you then assess the digital maturity of the company. It's all about evaluating their digitalization readiness in other words, you can also look at it, what has already been done in the past that could be seen as digitalization, uh, what equipment is available that can already transmit data to the cloud, for instance. Uh, the goal is really to identify projects where digital technologies can be implemented with the overarching goal, to your point, Alex, to make employees work smarter and more efficiently. Um, it's not just about doing it for the sake of doing it, right? These projects are then prioritized based on the resource requirement to execute them as well as the impact they have on the business. 
The third step is then to conduct a technical and financial feasibility study of the prioritized projects. Here you need to start thinking about how to define your digital roadmap, which is basically your, I want to call it step-by-step -step approach over a, say, three-year period that includes some clearly defined key improvement projects. You want to look at some technical and financial feasibility studies related to those projects. So you're looking at RIs, details, specifications, and so forth. And I want to say to avoid being overwhelmed, <clears throat> we recommend that you pick three to four projects from the prioritization that you did in step two and move forward with those. And then lastly, the fourth step is implementation. Pretty straightforward, really no different than any other programs. You have to have program management in place. You have to think about the change management strategy. You have to define some key performance indicators that you're going to track. So those are the four steps. I just summed them up very briefly. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No, Jonas, nothing to add. That's a pretty good summary. Okay, Alex, I guess as we consider the um, reasons the company struggle you mentioned earlier and the steps that Jonas just mentioned, I think a lot of companies are looking for some guidance from outside resources. Can you talk a little bit about partnering on transformation projects and why partners can serve an important role? Yeah, Don. Actually, there are, again, a couple of reasons why you should actually work with outside partners. Uh, first one is people from outside, they, they tend to find all the problems because you, as, as a company, you might be biased uh, to, to not see some of the problems because you already probably work a couple of years for them. Second is we believe in only if you bring in people with various expertise and experience, and that includes IT, OT, but also vertical knowledge, you can really make sure that every angle of all the challenges and problems you have are seen, and you can also guarantee a holistic view on all of your problems and challenges. Then, of course, that ties into that some companies, they might not have all the required skills in-house. So actually, uh, they would need to look for a partner anyway. And then also, if you engage an outside company, you can make sure that you actually receive a more neutral overview of what is really going on in your company. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with that, Alex. Uh, bringing in that third party third party view can be beneficial to open things up, can help you see your business in a different light as well. I think it would be very interesting for our listeners to hear more details about how a transformation project could be executed. And I know that you've obviously been involved with quite a few projects. Uh, you wanted to talk about a successful project that you executed for a company in Germany. So why don't you share some more insights from that experience, Alex? I'm happy to do that, Jonas. And actually, the example of this project uh, you're mentioning is for a company called Benio. And uh, Benio is actually the specialty products division of Südzucker, which is Europe's biggest sugar producer. And uh, we actually have been doing a corporate-driven project for them on digital transformation. And it was basically divided into two phases. The first phase was an as-is assessment of four plants of them worldwide. The plants have been in, in Germany, in Belgium, and in Chile. And what we have been doing for each of the four plans there was, as you explained earlier in the framework also, to discuss what are their strategies and business drivers, um, to get to know where they actually want to go, 
but also we have been deeply detailing their digital maturity. For example, looking into their vertical and horizontal integration landscapes. Also, we've been having a lot of interviews with all the departments on site to actually gather all their pain points to get the full overview there. And then we have been putting together some project proposals and have been prioritizing them on a single site basis. That was first the first phase, actually two weeks for each of the plans. And now stepping into the phase two, it's all about building this digital roadmap with the feasibility studies. So in phase two, uh, we are still in the process right now of defining the three major projects which are relevant for all the four plans. That's the idea when we talk about global projects in this uh, case. And for these three global projects, we will be delivering technical and financial feasibility studies. So we will be looking at all the user requirements on the technical side, but also on financial KPIs like the return on invest for each of these projects. And then these projects will tie into the roadmap as a global project master plan, which will guide them in their way for the next, let's say, three to five years. Alex, that seems like a, a, a great process that you went through and really, a, a, as Jonas discussed earlier, the steps to go through, it seems like a, a good example of that. What's the best way to ensure that a company such as Beneo will have a successful digital transformation project? There are actually many factors that play into that, Don. And uh, some of them include having organizational support from the top management. And I think that's a very important thing in the, in the field of digital transformation. Also, when you set up a digital transformation project team, then just, just make sure that this team may stay for the long run, especially uh, when you talk about a digital transformation initiative, you will think about that it has an end, but typically you would say, we are going on to a journey and we are probably ending the project at some time, but not the topic of digital transformation. Yeah. So make sure when you set up this project, it's set up for the long run and also make sure that you have kind of a corporate project manager uh, in there uh, on the customer side that is really driving this topic. Of course, I don't have to mention all the good uh, project management uh, topics like milestones and resources and involving everyone, etc. That that should be uh, normal there as well. Uh, what is very important from my point as well is the topic of change management because digital transformation will mean a lot of new technologies and not a lot of new processes for the for the colleagues uh, so make sure you involve all these guys into the process then also look to solve the real problems the problems which can be prioritized by by the employees by the different departments to make sure you really tackle the problems which hurt the most if you start such an initiative, then, then do it for and with the respective people. So again, involve all the people which tie into these projects, which are affected by these projects, involve them really early to make sure you address their needs and also involve them in the solution phase. That will make sure that they later on really stick to the, to the new uh, technology involved, for example. And yeah, as I said earlier, digital transformation is not over when the project is done. It's a long journey and you should actually strive for continuous improvement. Well, that all sounds great, really getting engagement from the organization from top to bottom. And I guess if a company was to, to do that successfully, what are the resulting benefits that they'll get if, they, uh, if, if those success factors are in place? 
If you do it correctly, I think there are multiple benefits there. The first one is you do the right projects at the right time because you know about all the priorities. You have gathered all the challenges and problems from all the departments and you do tackle the projects at the right time according to your project plan later on. The second topic, very important today now, is you know about the investment to be spent. So your budget planning is made much easier there. You have in the end a clear and holistic and also a vendor-neutral roadmap for the future. So you know exactly where you are going in the next three to five years. And next to that, of course, you have learned a lot about digital transformation. Going through such a project or even an initiative, it takes a bit of a time, right? It, we are talking about a couple of months. And when we talk about implementation, then probably even longer. Along this journey, you have really learned a lot as an organization. And last but not least, coming back to the topic of partnering, you probably then also have a very good partner at your site to discuss all these things. Yeah, I, I really like the way you uh, you re-emphasized the partner aspect, Alex, because I do agree that is one of the biggest takeaways in any digital transformation is is that you can't you can't do it yourself. You need partners and you need strong partners to help you. So that's pretty much it. There you have it. Some good advice on how to get started on digital transformation. I really appreciate you uh, participating in today's episode, Alex. Before we wrap it up, though, do you have any concluding any last comments you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, thanks, Jonas. Uh, I would say digital transformation is no magic or rocket science, right? It, it can really be done. If you have a good methodology of how to work on it, it can be done. Also, what I uh, always like to say is when you are pursuing efforts for a digital transformation project, make sure that the partner you work with tailors it exactly to what you really need. And then, of course, at last, if you look for a partner that can help you with digital transformation, feel free to contact us because we've been doing more than 100 projects of these in the last couple of years already. Yeah, thank you very much for those closing remarks, Alex. And thanks again for being on the show. Um, as Alex mentioned, feel free to contact us if you have any questions. We are including the emails of both Alex myself and Don Mack, as usual, in the show notes. So go check them out there and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. That essentially brings us to the end of today's episode of Digitalization Tech Talks. But I do have a couple of asks, as always, to if you like the show, please go ahead and subscribe to it. Also, give us some feedback. You can rate it on your favorite platform. That will help us out tremendously. So please do that. And if you have any questions, any comments about the show, especially about topics that you would like to learn about, feel free to reach out to either Don Mack or myself, and then we'll figure out any good new topics for the future. So thank you again for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.